some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. the spook house got my boy doug back again gotta talk about gotta talk about the black phone uh we're we're gonna try to cover everything but we're on a bit of a time constraint doug has a emergency meeting uh dinner meeting with his dad tonight just just blame me right out of the gate oh What are you guys making? Well, there's a piece of shit today and can't spend two hours talking about the black phone and screaming at me because you know that's what's going to happen. Hey, no. witness a battle. Oh, my God. They're lowering the steel cage. My God. Get out the steel cage. Yep. I just can't speak. Yep. I meant to say (laughs) chair and cage at the same time, and it didn't come out that way. That's a good way Um, to start a verbal altercation. um, Wild stuff. What are you and your dad cooking tonight? Uh, he's getting some steaks because it's oh, like yeah. 105 degrees outside. So he's going to start barbecuing, uh, come home from the city, from work. And I'm going to walk over there. We're going to cook some steaks and play some guitar. I didn't, I didn't know you guys barbecued up there. Like, I, I just picture you're in Long Island. I just picture you guys making pasta every time. You're like, hey, we're making dinner tonight. I'm like, oh, pasta? Pasta, it's the choice a lot of the times. But we're a we're a, a household of variety over there. We've had like the um, oh my stepmom makes this bomb uh, like zucchini type of pasta. It's like this healthy like the oh yeah the insides of like the zucchini or something like that. It might mm-hmm. not be zucchini, but it's something. <laughs> but it's really good. But yeah, it's uh it's hot over here. It does get hot, so we got a barbecue. We got to whip up some burgers, steaks. I don't do hot dogs. I don't know about you. Hot dogs are kind of not a fan. I mean, I do veggie dogs, but oh yeah, you don't eat you don't eat meat. I'll do the veggie. I'd rather do the veggie dogs over the hot dogs. Yeah, hot that's dogs true. Tastes like burps. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's in a hot dog. They just stuff it full of uh, random shit. Yeah, but you have much to- like the movie we're talking about today, The Black Phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not even true. Oh, it is, baby. It is. All right, we we can get into it. <laughs> um. All right. Well, look, this movie has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mostly overwhelming positive um, reviews from the everybody in the, the horror community. You know, I mean, I've seen mostly positive stuff and that's great. I'm stoked that people are having fun with it. Um, I don't get it. I... Do not get it. I I thought it was okay. It's it's now, fine. What didn't? What were the main? And so after you, I know it takes a while to process movies. Just sure. You walk out of the theater. Much like a hot dog it takes a while. You gotta. I don't know. It, I shit immediately when, <laughs> when the hot dog like hits my mouth. It's over for me. That's it. My bowels are immediately being emptied. Yeah. What, what didn't you like about this movie? Like on like on site like the immediate immediate reaction after you got out of the theater okay immediately uh well while watching the movie um i was bored i was so goddamn bored like i i don't know man i okay well first off the con i think the the concept of the phone in general even when i saw the previews and i was like oh there's dead kids talking to this kid and i'm like ugh all right. I, w- I was never fully on board with the phone idea, which, you know, that's mainly what this movie is about, but they never really explained the phone. Like, why is it there? Where's it coming from? How does this tie into 
the sister and her visions. And how does that tie into what Finney is seeing? Because obviously there must be some sort of connection there, but nothing ever really gets explained. It's just all these different. And, and with her mother, like the dad was like, Hey, your mother had visions too. And she killed herself. It's like, okay, expand upon that. How does this all connect? But nothing was really explained. It just felt like a bunch of ideas shoved into this movie that should have been like a short story or an anthology or something. Well, it was Well, it's based on the book written by Joe Hill, which was a short story. I never read it. I'm not sure what the difference is between the story and the movie because because you know it's a movie. So they have to add stuff into it to flesh, you know, flesh out the material and flesh out the story. Who knows what was not in the story? I think I was reading that the sister having visions was not in the story that was added for the, for the movie. It felt shoehorned in there. It, it felt like they needed a B side to the main. They're like, okay, well we can't hang out in this basement all the time. So we need something to kind of cut back to. We need a B story. They should have and focused were, on that a little more. I agree with you there. They def, it was an interest. I, I found it to be interesting that the daughter was having, like these visions, and she could. It would. It would have been cool to see her navigate through the dreams a little more. I. The dynamic between the father and the kids were pretty horrifying. That made me like feel very emotional. I did like that dynamic because he, you know, for a one-dimensional type of thinker, which it seemed like the father was. He couldn't understand the fact that, you know, his daughter might have these abilities and that they're actually real and not these like made up dreams, uh, which was cool when he finally decided to, you know, be on his daughter's side. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree that some things weren't explained as much. This is the type of movie that needs a prequel or a sequel or maybe it could have been. Not even longer, they could have cut some things where they showed too much of the the dead kids uh, talking to, uh, or like the yeah. daughter being in, in the dreams a little. Yeah. In their yeah. dreams a little too much. They could have showed a little bit more of Ethan Hawke, who was amazing. I thought he, I thought he was great. I thought it could have, the movie could have used a little bit more Ethan Hawke. A lot more Ethan Hawke. Because every time he was on the screen, I was out, like he was magnetic. Like he was yeah. just a great creep, for sure. And uh, yeah, I did. There, there's a degree of mystery to the story, which I was like, "All right, this is like very creepy, very mysterious." Maybe they're gonna expand on it in another movie, hopefully. Uh, but I, I like. I thought it was fun, even if they don't expand on it. I just thought it was fun. It was a cool. It was a different type of movie where like. We hung with the kid inside the basement. You saw that like range of emotion that he was going through, trying to figure out how he's going to get out of there. Yeah, um, I think this would have made a great <clears throat> anthology. Like, uh, imagine, imagine if this were like in the trick or treat universe. You know, this could have been like one of those side stories where there's this guy and he drive. You see the abracadabra van driving around the neighborhood occasionally in the other anthologies and it ties into this yeah, somehow. Yeah. And we spend only the, really the only thing you need from this movie is the, the grabber cool name, by the way. And like yeah. Finney, that's the most interesting stuff. Everything else just felt like, well, how else are we going to stretch out this into a full length movie? Because we're trying to take this short story and you know, turn it into a, a full thing. Just, you don't think if they just did the Finney and the Grabber storyline, it would have been too like one. Oh, one oh yeah, for sure. But um, you, you can't take a whole movie and have it nothing but that. But I, I did feel at times that they didn't know what they wanted the story, the story on screen to be, whether, because they didn't, honestly, they didn't need the paranormal stuff. They could have just had yeah. it be, like if they wanted to do just like a straight up like slashers type of movie where it's just like a straightforward story of a kid getting abducted and the dynamic between the two and we see that unfold on screen that could have been cool even though I did like the paranormal I did like the paranormal stuff with the daughter the dead kids I was just like 
I don't think you need it. Well, there's so much of that in the movie, though. Like, man, there's so many phone calls. Hey, do you do you have like pet peeves in a movie? Like, like, oh man, I hate when um when they do this in a movie. Didn't you say like smartphones in movies or something like that? You know? Yeah, like te- like social media. Anytime they use like Facebook or any or like fake Facebook because it's probably copyrighted, so they use like MySquare.com or whatever, some bullshit website. Uh, yeah, that's kind of annoying. Yeah, I have one. The world is in modern times. Yeah, so I I have a pet peeve for movies. Whenever there's a phone ringing, and it takes a while for the person on screen to answer it, it takes like three. There was like one ring, and I was like, "You gonna you gonna get that?" Or like, (laughs) hang up. And this phone rings so much in this movie, and I'm like, if I hear that goddamn phone ring one more time, I'm gonna lose it. But the interesting so. thing was that did the grab if the grabber knew it was if he heard it ringing. Uh wasn't there like um I might be mistaken here, but didn't Ethan Hawke say like I hear the phone ringing too? At one point, explain well, that. Why does he hear the phone too? But he, I, I don't think I don't think that was I don't think he said that. I I could have swore that like. He mentions the game. Yeah, I, I thought there was a connection with Ethan Hawke. Like, oh, he, I don't know. Like, maybe have the phone. Uh, it somehow connects to the, the basement across the street. And maybe that's how it's connected. I don't know. That's kind of cool. It would be cool if, I mean, he. I, I thought it was, you didn't think it was a cool twist that he had like two houses? Um, I was like, man, how do you afford two houses? This is definitely the seventies. <laughs> it's definitely not because he's a <laughs> that real estate is a low baby. <laughs> yeah, for real. Especially like, in, uh, where the hell they were, where, where were they? Ohio. Hey, or uh, yes. Uh, filmed in Wilmington though, Wilmington, North Carolina. Which... Everything's filmed in North Carolina. Yeah. So you hey, got a marble for that baby. They got a huge soundstage in Atlanta. Oh, uh, okay. Is Atlanta in North Carolina? No, it's Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not good with geography. The old Atlanta Braves out of North Carolina. <laughs> no, That's Wilmington. Yeah, Wilmington is a, a coastal town. It's a little beach town. I used to live in Wilmington, but maybe we, we still got to take our trek down there. We'll, we'll hit up the Black Phone House, Scream 5. Hell yeah. Halloween, Halloween Kills. Yeah, we could, yeah, actually, let's do that so I can piss on the, on the site that it is. We should um, go to like a Halloween Kills filming location and have a have a boxing match. It'll be like great content. We're like we're gonna settle this once and for all. Not not before I take a shit right on wherever. It is. <laughs> um. Okay. How about the jump scares in the movie? What do you think about those? They I don't like think there were many, but it did get me. Uh, I, I don't think they were predictable, really. Uh, when the daughter was riding the bike and the kids like kind of flashed, like they just like popped up. That kind of freaked me out. I like that. What one. else has that jump scare been in? It's very similar to it's a sequel Wait, from the early two thousands. This lady is driving, but she drives upon a bunch of dead kids in a row and like runs off the road. Blair Witch Two. Oh, I didn't see that shit. The Book of Shadows. I think that kind of has a small cult following. If I'm, it probably does. I wasn't. I didn't. I hate the first Blair Witch. That's one of my movies. No that way. I absolutely hate. I can't stand it. I, I commend it for doing uh, great things for the found footage genre, but it is an, a terrible movie. In I my, love the Blair Witch. My, I hate it. When did you see it? Did you see it in theaters? I didn't see it in theaters. I did see it when I was like 11. Like I, I remember I probably, I watched it on VHS at my friend's house, I believe. Okay. I, I don't but know. I, care I like, the, I like the Blair Witch. I was going to ask you. About, talk about fucking vague. That movie, <laughs> that ending does not pay off at all. I love the ending. Like, what the fuck? Like they got to show something. They barely show anything. I don't, I don't think I know. I understand what they were trying to do, but it was just like not, 
Tense. Hey, maybe he was standing in the corner of uh, this basement. Could have been. Black phone. Yeah. It wasn't in the woods, though. They should have turned the Blair Witch into like, they should have home alone it in the last 10 minutes of the movie like they did in this one. Like, yeah, let's set up some booby traps. And <laughs> yeah, the... Cool the witch was like Kevin McAllister and the, <laughs> the people in the woods were like uh, uh, infiltrating the house. That would have been rad. Maybe yeah. John Hughes score would have helped that movie. Yeah. Um, play, play some Journey in the background. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised you don't like Blair Witch. I, I was actually going to hit you up and be like, hey, man, do you want to do like a retrospective on the Blair Witch and we can talk about how groundbreaking and cool it was? Oh, yeah. You're going to have to find someone else for that movie. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could, I'll, I'll talk to you about like how In the Mouth of Madness is one of the most underrated John Carpenter films ever. Blair Witch Project, mm. I had to find someone else. I thought In the Mouth of Madness was pretty good. I would say the king of underrated Carpenter films is Prince of Darkness. So Man. good. I agree I agree with you there, too. I love the, the dark, sinister tone of that movie. It just feels fucking evil. I love it. Yeah, and how it's like, they have that that those group of like brain dead like kind of almost zombie like people and that's pretty terrifying. Alice Cooper's one of them. Yeah, that is true. And it the really uh, goes, like it taps into like the science fiction type of aspect of horror in in that one. Yeah, I love how like pretty much throughout the entire movie there's just this pulsing synth playing through the whole thing. Just love it. It's good shit. And Prince any, of Darkness. Anytime you have uh, Donald Pleasance in your movie, I mean, the gravitas. Yeah, yeah, that's He's true. He's great to see in anything. Very true. Um, okay, where were you at on the the acting in the Black Phone? Were th were there any were there any performances where you were like, ooh? There were a couple. I mean, the, I, I liked I liked every character in this movie. I, I I could see where it was a little corny at times. Like the daughter maybe had a couple lines that was like, yeah, a little o little oversold. I thought the dad was great. I thought the daughter was great too. Uh, what what lines from the daughter? Did you think the uh, the what the fuck Jesus? Did you think that was a, that I got thought, a big? I thought, I thought that was great. I I kind of equated it to the it, it kind of reminded me of the daughter in uh, Psycho Gorman. Where she's just like a foul mouthed like lunatic. Uh yeah. And that was pretty <clears throat> funny. I thought it was her when the trailer first came out. And I was like, oh shit, they hired Mimi from Psycho Gorman, but it wasn't. Uh I don't know, it didn't really bother me. I, I liked the movie. I really I really enjoyed it for what it was. I wasn't taking it too seriously. Uh I thought it was entertaining. Those kids got like really fucked up. Like they got like beat up like real bad. Oh, by um Robin, the the bad kid, the, the cool guy. Oh yeah, the badass. Yeah, the badass dude who kind of reminded me of like little Argyle from Stranger Things. Dude, he uh, talk about acting. Oof, man, that that kid, he delivered his lines just flat as shit. But like, okay, uh, I I agree with you there, but not to like, I don't know, maybe play devil's advocate or invalidate your feelings. There's so many movies from the '80s, '70s, '80s, '90s that we love. The, you know, Demon Wind, all those, like, B, C movies, the acting is not that great. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I get that they're trying to, like, movies nowadays are trying to hold themselves at a higher standard, so everything should be on point. I didn't find it to be that bad. He was just very flat. He was like, well, well, you know, Finny, uh, you know, you're a fighter, so you got to start sticking up for yourself, just like I do for you. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, whoa, Kenya. Throw a little pizzazz on it. Maybe you could blame it on the writing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the actors can only do so much with the material they're given. Sometimes they amp it up. Sometimes it's just impossible. Exhibit Nicolas Cage in a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> hey, man, at least Nick Cage, like, swings for the fences. Oh, like, he hams it up. He is fucking acting. Capital A acting. Yeah, the capitalized acting, period. Dude, Nicolas Cage should have been um, the grabber in this. I think 
You know what? I would have <laughs> loved to see that. Ethan Hawke did a great job. <laughs> put Nicolas Cage in any role. Or he should have at least been the uh, the cokehead brother. Yeah, that would have been that would have been too on the nose. He he played a psychopath. A or in, inside the nose. Oh. Um. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh. Um. Did any of that feel? <clears throat> did it feel like kind of forced in there? Like, hey, what should we do in the movie at this point? Ah, uh, he's got a cokehead brother. I don't think it was forced. I think it was rushed. They should have spent a little more time with the brotherly dynamic because it happened too fast. Like they yeah. showed like a scene, and you're like, "Oh, that was interesting." What happened? Where where'd that go? Yeah, like okay, there's a brother in the house, and then there was like that weird, weird uh, pan down where he he does the cops leave. He does a line yeah, of code. Yeah, yeah. very solid. Yeah, then it drops down into the ground, and we're in the the basement with Finny. So, was the cokehead brother in the house where Finny was being kept, or did he live where the dead bodies were being kept? I was kind of a little confused on that. Yeah, it was kind of hard to differentiate between differentiate between the houses. Um, from that camera movement, it seemed like he was, but he would obviously, he would obviously know. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to recall where because he did go down into the basement, but he would have. I'm trying to remember where Ethan Hawke was when he was like sitting outside the basement, like waiting for him, like naked in the fucking chair. Right. Um, because that's where Finney was. There's no way that his brother lived in the house with him. I think like, no, I think it was the I think he was in the other house. I mean, if your brother was hanging out in the kitchen with a shirt off, wearing a mask, you'd, you'd probably have some questions. You'd be like, "Hey, uh, can you move out of the way? I need to get into the fridge." <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah, not sure what avant-garde one-man art show you're doing in the kitchen right now. <laughs> Mommy needs to cook. But yeah, it would, it would probably be in the other house. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, that um, that brother aspect just felt a little like, did did the movie really need this? Like, oh, and how convenient he's obsessed with solving this case. But then comes a moment later where it's like, my God, it's here. What have you done? <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, he's they explained it, kind of. They said, my brother's dumb as shit and he's a cokehead so he's probably not gonna figure it out he was pretty pretty much safe i, I did yeah. like the brother like eventually like snapped into it and was like oh it's like right here but hmm. weird 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 that he didn't like figure like he had the x on the map already he just i guess wouldn't believe that it was in one of the houses pretty i don't know I wasn't really taking this movie that seriously. I just thought it was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, you know, you enjoyed the movie. Like, the thing I'm struggling with is, like, the, I don't know, just the over overwhelming, like, hype of the movie. Like, people saying, throwing around the words masterpiece. And, I don't know about masterpiece. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, really I've, like it. I've I would heard that a lot. Yeah, I mean, um, People can think whatever they want. I'm yeah, I mean, people liked it that much where they're like, Beethoven, Bach, Black Phone, perfect, ten out of ten. Yeah, I, I know someone that like saw it like twice in the movie theater and all that stuff. Uh, it's a good. It's definitely one of the better modern horror movies. I'll take this over a lot of stuff. Uh, what did you like this better than Scream? Ooh. Um. No. Still no. pick Scream over, over, even though you have a very big hatred of uh, whatever her name? Oh, uh, Mia Barrera or whatever her name was. Melissa oh, Barrera. oh, Melissa Barrera. Yeah. Um, look, with Scream, at least it was entertaining. And I was, dude, there were times in this movie where I was, I'm like, I am so bored. Like, what do I want for lunch tomorrow? Like, <laughs> shut. 
like, huh, do I need to run to the grocery store after this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But they had to, like, build, like, Hereditary is a slow burn, too. Not to compare it to Hereditary. But you got to build up the characters. You got to build up the story. You can't just have, like, murder, 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 murder. You could. Oh, for sure. Little, all right. Oh, you, you know I love a good slow burn. But this was just, like, once you're in that basement and – the phone rings and Finney's talking to this person. Hey, dig under the tile. And then something with the daughter. Cut back to Finney. Phone rings again. And it, it just, I was like, good God, this, I am bored to tears right now. Like, I, I don't get where people were saying like, man, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And it's like, how small was your seat? Because <laughs> I was very comfortable. I was reclined back. I was... I was chilling. They must have been sitting on like a bar stool or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like the kid, the kitty table. I saw it with with Holly and a half hour in. She was not a fan. What? No, she did not like it. She leaned over to me about a half hour in. She was like, this movie sucks. (laughs) (laughs) She's right there with you. And I was like, amen, Holly. Nothing happened enough for me to actually form an opinion. I was like, I don't know how I feel yet. Yeah, but like yeah, well, I, I was, I was rooting for the characters in the movie. I was having a good time. Yeah, I mean, I was rooting for it to get better. Like, give me more Ethan Hawke. Like, or do you think they should have expanded um, into Ethan Hawke's character a little more? I know I sometimes so. less is better, but in this case, I'm like, who is the grabber? Why, like? explain the mask like tell me tell me something yeah there needed to be a little more about the grabber and a a lot more and and, and you know what's funny with a lot of these iconic horror movies like nightmare on elm street um hellraiser michael myers if you think about it those iconic characters don't get a lot of time a lot of screen time not really which is kind of weird to think about because they're so epic and beloved but like in the separate movies in each individual movie they're not on screen a whole lot yeah even though sure. the main main reason that the protagonist you know is fighting against uh but definitely i think the grabber should have been used a lot more his backstory i would have liked to know a lot more about him uh because what what i do like about it is that this movie is not a remake. They brought us potentially a new iconic horror character because the mask is great. The story is great. Uh, it, it, hopefully they go into a potential backstory down the line if they further the franchise a little bit. But Do you think they will? I hope so. I really do. Because like, you don't want to waste Ethan Hawke as this like, great new iconic horror character. Icon, I think it could potentially be something really great and something memorable rather than just yeah. another retread of let's do a craft remake. Let's do part yeah. of the 13th remake. Let's revitalize Halloween and just murder Michael Myers. Hey, man, I, I would kill for a Friday the 13th. Like, hey, new movie coming down the coming down the line. I'd be like, fuck yeah, finally. Isn't like, there something with the rights? That they like, uh, uh Sean Cunningham yeah. and Victor Miller were in this or are in this legal dispute. Sean Cunningham created the series and hired Victor, Victor Miller to write the story of Jason. So they're like, Well, I, I own the rights to it. No, I do. And it's just been this drawn out shit show. I don't know if it's still going on, but at this point, I want to see Jason Voorhees back on the, the big screen. I it's mean, been more than 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The last one was 2009, and that was – Platinum Dune should stop <laughs> dabbling in heart. They should not <laughs> do it. Michael Bay should not have a hand in it. His company should not have a hand in it. You don't, don't like any Platinum Dune stuff? What else do they come out with? I, I know they uh, Texas Chainsaw remake. Those were okay. I did like the Jessica Biel ones. They were fun. Uh, I didn't take it that seriously, but they were yeah. fun. Uh, I yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake was fucking horrid. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, they did uh, the um, the Amityville horror remake, which Clark, I kind of kind of have a soft spot for. Right. I mean, come you on. and Holly are exactly the same. She likes it. I don't know if it's just because Ryan Reynolds, but that movie sucks dick. And I and I I mean, it's pretty bad, like upon rewatch, but it has a it hits a nostalgic spot for me for some reason. I don't I, know. I, when I first watched it, I. I it had a lot of potential. I don't. I don't remember liking it on first watch, but I rewatched it like over the, over the pandemic, and I was like, "Wow, this was not <laughs> scary." Yeah, the first one was so like. I like it better than Black Phone. Better than what? Than the Black Phone. If you were like, "Hey, what do you want to watch right now? Amityville Horror Remake or the Black Phone?" I'd say, "Give me I'll, Ryan Reynolds, dog." I would watch Fired up. Phone. I would watch. The, wow. Okay. Wow, fuck Platinum Dunes. They did Amityville Horror, Texas Chainsaw, The Hitcher, which is terrible. I never saw it. Don't watch it. Watch the original. Uh, the Purge, the first Purge I liked. Second Purge I liked too. Uh, they did the new uh, TMNT movies. Uh, they did the Ouija movies. The uh, Quiet Places, which is really weird. Isn't Ethan Hawke in the Purge movies? I never the got on board. He's not in any of the sequels? They're all kind of different. Yeah. I watched the first Purge. I watched Purge Anarchy and maybe another one. Um, I've never seen any of them. Uh, the first one's <clears> any good? good? The first one's good with Ethan Hawke. Uh, the second one was good. Uh, they're just kind of oh, they're just okay. Like they're not, not really horror, horror movies. No, and that's what I that's what I wanted to say before. Horror movies are forgetting to be scary. Yeah, like I want to yeah. be terrified. It's too. Uh, I will say the black phone was a little bit too sanitized. They could have yeah. went more creepy. They could have went more horror driven, and it just not. I feel like horror movies forget to be scary they're very action heavy and very i feel like you really can't go too much on the drama because like hereditary was looks like it was a drama but like completely like horror it was sure. set in horror like horror <clears throat> first uh like the root of the story is set in horror black phone it's just like it was it's a horror movie but like it was a little more drama too which i liked uh, it really wasn't very action heavy, which I feel that's why I liked it a lot more than the other modern horror movies. Uh, but like the new Conjuring movies were just like action, 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 like Halloween, yeah, and, or ha sorry, Halloween Kills and the new Halloween, just straight up, just action. Give me the horror. Like I don't want to yeah. see Jamie Lee Curtis act like fucking fucking John <laughs> McClane. Like I'm waiting for her to say yippee ki yay, motherfucker. Settle down, Doug. We're not going there. We're we're not going there today. Okay, we will. But name like name like some other modern horror movies. That's like not a remake. Oh, that's like actually good. Um, or just any that came out. I'm oh, dude, I I rewatched It Follows the other night, and I was like, this movie is so fucking good. I. I don't know. It creeped me out, man. I haven't been creeped out by a movie in quite a while. I was staying at this, I was house sitting and the neighborhood reminded me of the neighborhood and it follows. So that's what made me want to watch it. And I was there at this new house by myself in the dark. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting a little creeped out right now, but that was a totally original story. Yeah. You know, uh, so. I was not a fan of that movie. Like, at Oh all. man. I, love I need it. a rewatch. I only watched it once, but it, it kind of left me feeling empty afterwards like i just had no emotion towards it i had no connection to any of the characters the story the subliminal messaging about like you know uh contracting sexual diseases i didn't yeah. catch it uh so i need to rewatch it um, yeah i did a double feature dude are you eating reese's you're gonna spoil your dinner man your dad's gonna be pissed oh believe me i'm gonna be starving i had one <laughs> And coffee. I had hot coffee at 1 p.m. Uh, <laughs> and I shit my brains out. So I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> the palate is cleansed. Hey, um, nothing cleanses the palate like a Reese's. 
I have a fridge stock full of them, baby. Oh, you keep them in the fridge? During the summer because they melt in the cabinet. Oh, okay. But this is what you do in the summer. Put the Reese's in the fridge, take it out, let it thaw out for about 15 minutes so it's not uh -huh. just like rock hard. Yeah. And then you eat it. Then they're the perfect temperature. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I know my stuff. Pro tip, pro tip. Any, anything, any recently related questions? Let me know down in the comments. Um, okay, I want to talk about like the, the ending of this movie um, where it, it kind of turns into to Home Alone, basically. Um, <laughs> like with Finney setting the traps and you know the grabber goes downstairs or the cokehead brother goes downstairs. He's like, oh, oh my God. And then the grabber kills him. That was a that was some much needed gore, I thought. Uh, Axe to the head. Saw it coming. As soon as he finds yeah. the basement, you're like, oh, oh yeah, dead. of course, yeah. I mean, but um, yeah, it was. Damn, that's CGI blood, man. I just don't know why they just don't use. Ooh, yeah. Practical effects. Oh wait, but before that, the one part in this movie that I literally laughed out loud at. Okay, after. Uh, Finney is talking to the dead kid Robin on the phone. He's like, Hey, pack the phone full of dirt so it packs a punch. And he's giving him instructional directions like he's fucking Billy Blanks and Tybo. He's like, All right, lean forward, step back, swing the phone, do it again, lean forward, step back. And they do this for like this goes on for like a minute. And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Or am I watching this? Yeah, they were, they were karate kids or like the yeah. uh, movie two with Shorty and Anna Ferris, like kick, punch, uh, son. Yeah, it was like some that was a little cheesy. It was like some Mr. Miyagi shit. Like, oh, Daniel, son, you must swing yeah. the phone. And this was a horror movie, I, I believe, directed towards a little like a like a. Oh wait, real quick. No, it was like it was like dodgeball. It was like dive, duck, right. dodge, and dip. What are the five D's and patch his own hula head? Yeah, throw a fucking wrench at Finny. <laughs> I've seen better runs in my shorts. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. By by that point in the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so bad. It, it, that part was a little a little cheesy, but it, I still didn't I still didn't mind it because there's a lot of movies that I love that have those cheesy moments, and I'm like, you know what, this gets a pass. Like, it's better than a lot of stuff. I know we talked about the standard being very low, but I would rewatch this movie. I would rewatch this movie if it was on TV. If it came on streaming, I'd watch. I'd watch it. I think it's fun. I would um if if I stumbled across this movie and I was too lazy to reach for the remote. I'd be like, all right, I'll watch this for a little bit, I guess. We'll, we'll see if I, if I feel any different. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, another thing about the ending, the, uh, like the rocket pen thing that never really paid off. I was like, wondering I, why he just didn't stab him with the pen. The whole yeah, time. I was like, okay, this, <laughs> this pen is going to come into play at some point. It's, Keep, he keeps looking at this pin. He's going to jam it in his neck or something at, at some point. That never happens. When he's talking to Robin, he's like, he's like, you do have a weapon, Finny. You've had it the whole time. Dun-da-da-da, rocket pin. He's like, no, the phone. Yeah. Stuff it full of dirt and let me give you instructions on how to. Well, there's a whole lot of subliminal messaging going on, I feel like, with this movie. Like, I, I think I feel like the pen represented like Finney's future because he obviously is into space and maybe being an astronaut kind of a peek into like what he wants to do for a career. So that kind of represented like hope. And then the phone represents like, I don't know, a traumatic, like the, you know, your traumatic experience. I was reading some stuff afterwards, like uh, why the grabber like kept the phone and like he's guilty about, you know, murdering and he doesn't want to like, fully take accountability for the murder. So like he doesn't hear the phone ring, but the phone is actually the dead kids calling him to like reconcile with. Uh -huh. Talk some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
maybe he was just ignoring the phone calls. But at the end, Finney put the phone to his ear. Now you're telling me that that wasn't cheesy as fuck. <laughs> Not saying the cheesy. Come on, dog. Come on. It's me. You can tell me. Wait, he was like, wait, oh, it's me, baby. All right, like, oh fuck, how did that part go? I, I okay, kind of, I kind of fuck with it though. All right, so Finny, the grabber falls in this hole that Finny has uh, dug out and covered with a, a blanket, and he's on the he's on the phone, and the kids are just like talking shit on the phone. They're like, "Yeah, motherfucker, how you like that?" and but they're saying all the stuff that they said to Finney. Yeah. Because I don't know. I was thinking at some point that maybe the calls were actually supposed to be for the grabber. But that mm. kind of would make sense because they were they said Finney's like name and shit. Yeah. And uh, he puts the phone up to his ear and he's like, uh, Finney's arm is mint. And then he, oh, wow, my light just turned on for no reason. Um, I saw that. <laughs> it's it's the goddamn uh, dead kids trying to communicate with me. It's the grabber. And then, and then he like break. Does he break his neck? Uh, he, he wrapped a phone cord around his neck, right? Yeah, you heard it snap. You heard his neck snap. That wouldn't break a grown man's neck. This fucking kid tugging on a phone cord. There's a little bit of suspension of disbelief there. Hey, Do maybe reality, probably not in this universe. Potential. Hey, if the grabber comes back after that in the sequel, I'd be like, okay, well, I totally bought that because there's no fucking way they broke this deck. Also, but, can we just acknowledge how dumb cops are in every single movie ever? Yeah, this, cops were pretty, pretty bad. Why yeah. are they so dumb? Like, all clear without checking any upstairs rooms or basements or anything like that. They're just like, coast is clear. I see nothing within a two-inch radius. It must be good. Yeah. They're all dumb. Or how about when – um real life, if you think about it. When so the cops – They're playing it up. When the cops first get to the house across the street and they go down into the basement and then the one cop says – this is where he buries the bodies. There must be another place where he kills them. It's like, oh, so you just knew that? Okay. Sherlock Holmes. I'm pretty sure if you found a basement full of dead bodies, I'd be like, well, this is the murder house. This is where it goes down. But he's like, no, I got a feeling that uh, he does it somewhere else. Like, oh, that's all of a sudden he grows brains and he and he just starts figuring all this stuff out. On a whim. You got a real... That police force has some real stars on their force. And by the way, nobody thought to... What was that? No, I'm, I, I, I'm just an idiot. I was like, the police force has a good star <laughs> on their force. I said force uh, twice. Oh, okay. I saw you mouth something. I was like, oh. Um, you being a fucking idiot. Oh, you're good. Um, okay. Nobody thought to question... The abracadabra guy driving around town in an all-black van. I mean, come on. Apparently not. He moves. He moves in silence. They're like, uh, yeah, there, there's black balloons found at the crime scene. How did you know that? Oh yeah. No, yeah. Nobody was like, hey, should we stop this black van with the words abracadabra on the side of it? Should we talk to him with the the pale, gangly-looking man driving around town? They did. Uh. When he kidnapped Finney, he was pretty out in the open. Oh, yeah. Like, very much out in the open. I was like, no, mother. Like, yeah, you use the balloons to cover it up. But, like, people would have probably heard a struggle. They would have saw feet dangling underneath the balloons. They're just balloons. Then you got strings. Right. Yeah. A lot of strings. I mean, there's a lot of holes in this movie, but I was just like, fuck it. Who cares? This wasn't killer clowns from outer space. He didn't capture them in a giant balloon. And tie him to the back of his van and drive home, which that would have been cooler. That would have been a good crossover movie. <laughs> yeah. Grabber finds like the, the circus tent in the woods. That would have been cool. The dang circus came to town, Pooh Bear. <laughs> I love that dude. Pooh Bear? Yeah. Oh, great movie. Top five. Top five all time. Uh, me, um, and, me and Holly tried to 
figure out a top 20 mm-hmm. horror movie, like top 20 of our personal favorites, it was just as hard as figuring out a top five. Good luck because you're going to forget a lot of fucking movies. Yeah. Hey, for um, an episode idea, I was thinking, what if we each write down our top 10 of the last 10 years? Oh, that, just, that makes it easier. Yeah. You got you to gotta set a time frame. You can't be like, of of every, of all time. Top, top 20. I mean, sorry, top 10 from 2012 to 2022. What's your top three? Good. Top three? Yeah. The Strangers you- has to be up there. Wait, no. Fuck, that's 2008. Shit. What movies came out from 20? Damn, you like The Strangers that much? I love The Strangers. One of my fa- easily one of my favorites. All right. That yeah. movie left me like riddled with fear after seeing that in theater. You hmm. didn't like it that much? I thought it was good. Um, I probably okay. feel the same way you do about like It Follows. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, it was good, but. People feel that way. People love Sinister, man. People <laughs> love Sinister. Well, uh, same director, Scott Derrickson. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. I mean, I love Scott Derrickson. That movie just bored me. That movie bored me to tears. I was like, what's going on here? Like, nothing's happening. I saw it once and had some creepy moments, but I don't remember much about it. Um, He also directed Doctor Strange. He did. One One of my favorite Marvel movies, top five. Swing and a miss. <laughs> a two misses with Scott Derrickson. He was supposed to uh, direct the new one, but creative differences happened. Oh, the... Um, Multiverse of Man? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you would know that because you're... Oh, of course. I mean, the yeah, the Multiverse of uh, Wizard Marvel Man. I, yeah, I know that movie. What are you talking about? Crash of Dumpsters, whatever. With the, the one with the uh, Benadryl Cucumber. And the... <laughs> Yeah, Benedict Cumberbund. <laughs> oh, and he also directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Also one of my fucking favorites. Couldn't include that in my... Um, no, it's 2005. Uh, I really wanted to include that in my top 20, but didn't make the cut. Uh, the first Conjuring, I will put there. Top three, easily. We're going 2012 to 2022. That came out in 2013. Hey, first that's, next, that's yeah. next episode. <laughs> You said top three. Oh, no. Okay, top three. Oh, I just meant like of all time. Top oh, three all, all time. All time ever? Yeah. I thought you said not ever. Oh, no. Okay. I thought you said from 20. Oh, ever? All right. Well, fuck Everybody's you. got those fired up. I mean, I know I do. Rosemary's Baby. I think that's my number one. I just hmm. love that movie so much. It's so creepy and dreadful. And it's just that movie fucked me up. Every time I see it, I like learn something new about it. Uh, fuck, man! Top three. Like, I feel like you have to because like the top three is like the ones that you really hold near and dear to your heart that are like almost nostalgic for you. I would the say the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys is up there for me. I don't yeah. love that movie like everyone else does. Like I like it. I love the universe it creates. There's like a just a vibe you get from that movie. Yeah, um, yeah, they definitely. And they're thinking about uh, remaking. Of course they are. They're thinking about rebooting. Yeah, I did. And uh, you know what? Hey, why not? It could be good. And guess what? They're not going to take away the original. I still got it. Still, well, still like, going to love the original. Just like, don't though. Like, just why? Yeah, I know. I know. I I hear you. I hear you. But at the same time, it's like, all right, fuck it. Why not? Turn. turn Fans, fan, like you know, potential fans of horror, onto the old one. Let them, let them see the classics. Give that a lot of love, rather than just like make take, do a new take. Like the 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 pretentiousness of David Gordon Green to say, oh, like, God, there it is. I got I got Ellen Burstyn out of retirement for The Exorcist. I can get Robert England to do another Nightmare movie. Like, no, just stop. Just stop being pretentious. No, well, even if wait. they could, don't do it. I don't think David Gordon Green said that, did he? Pretty sure, yeah, because he's rebooting The Exorcist. No, I thought Blumhouse said that. Jason Blum. It's not David Gordon Green, you sure? Either uh, one, both. But, hey, man, I, I love I love David Gordon Green and that whole crew he runs with uh, at Rough House Pictures, Danny McBride, Jody Hill. 
I mean, they created Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, Righteous Gemstones. I love them for that. I love them for that. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of that crew of Daniel Lane. I guess there's a case to be made that like maybe their style of filmmaking doesn't translate quite well to horror at times. Um, you don't think so, Big John, Little John? Hey man, I I don't mind. I don't mind that part of Halloween Kills. I thought they're fucking hilarious. And by the way, Big John was the villain in Righteous Gemstone season one. <clears throat> he was like the guy in the devil mask. Oh, I didn't see Righteous Gemstones. Oh, dude, it's so good. I, I think that's their best show out of all out of all those. You think so? Everyone, my sister loves it and she like hates like watching TV. <laughs> and she keeps she texting me a bunch of times. She's like, you need to watch the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, I think everybody should. I just um the house I was staying at had HBO Max. I watched everything I could and um, watched season two of Righteous Gemstones and I even rewatched the first season because it had been like a few years since I saw it. And amazing shit. I, I love Danny McBride and I, I like Jody Hill. I think they're awesome writers for what they do. I just think they bit off a little more than they could chew with the Halloween franchise. And the <clears> way <throat> they go about it, they it just seems like, again, this is just from what I see. It just seems like they take it a little too seriously and they're a little bit too pretentious with how they go about reframing this entire franchise and not, you know, just making hollow entries in a movie and deleting years of lore of Michael Myers and creating a new hollow one. Sorry. No, you're good. My dad's yeah, the, the screen. Man, is the, the gloves are coming off today, man. You're fired up. I got, I got to defend myself against the black phone here. No, it's okay. Hey, look, man, I'm seriously glad that so many people love the black phone. I think it's it's a win for horror movies. You know, it's for some reason, even the critics are like going crazy over this movie. And I'm like, I don't get it, but okay, whatever. Like, At least it's an original. It's based on a short story. I don't know where you went. Sure. Oh, there you go. Um yeah, it's based on a short story. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. Yeah. That's that that has to be something for the horror genre. Um just an all-around fun movie. Ethan, I think Ethan Hogg is great in it. You know, there were good performances. It was a fun story. Does it make a whole lot of sense? It doesn't make as much sense as the fucking, you know, mob and Halloween kills. It doesn't oh, make God. Sense. Let it go. Oh, my God. Speaking of modern movies. Jesus Christ. But even like the new Scream had some moments where you were like, eh, I don't know. Like the chick coming back to life and like after being burnt like very badly. Oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know, but fuck it. Let it happen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um yeah yeah i mean look i i'm glad people are stoked on the movie i just thought it was it was okay i'd give it like a five out of ten it was, it was nice to not see another art house type of horror movie where you have to read like think piece after think piece after it because crimes of the future i was like wow unimpressed men i was like wow what's going on here yeah. So, like, this was more straightforward. This was very fun. It was a good palate cleanser. It was original, even though it was adapted from a story, but, you know, never seen on screen before. It seemed almost like it was in, like, the, you know, Stephen King universe. That was fun. Well, I mean, uh, it was written by Joe Hill, who was, of course, Stephen King's son. Exactly. So, you know, so. he's got some influence from his daddy. Uh, it was just a fun time. Yeah. I still say it, this would have made a great anthology. Like if there was, if there were like a new creep show movie or something. Let's do creep. What do you think about the creep show TV series? Um, I watched maybe like the first four of the first season and I haven't watched any of the other ones. Yeah. They do you like it? Stop. No, really? Stop doing it. I mean, some of them got pretty bad. Some of them, I was like, oh, that's okay. And then some were like, oof. I just think the long-form storytelling with that type of 
with those like anthology stories like that, like <clears throat> just like the new Twilight Zone. What makes the Twilight Zone so great is that they're short, sweet, to the point. You get to the creepiness and like the alternate dimension stuff like super quick and it has a quick resolution and it's interesting all the way through. You make those yeah. types of stories like hour long, it just doesn't translate. You have a lot of filler. There was so much filler in there and you're like, all right, like it doesn't need to be yeah. a movie. Like for those types of like, it's like a, again, if you're adapting a short story, easier to make it you know making like the the creep show too like the raft and the hitchhiker and uh yeah old chief woodenhead like those are so great and they're fun and they're interesting and it's just the pacing is yeah on point. that's just kind of how i feel about black phone i think it would have made a great 30 minute short story cut out the rest i don't disagree with you there even though i did enjoy it uh but and it wasn't even that long of a movie either it was pretty short I don't know. I think it was like an hour 40 or something. It's pretty short. But real quick, I know you got to run soon. Um, I want to talk about real quick, the dad's performance in this movie. I thought he was amazing. I thought he was incredible. What is with that voice and delivery though? He's like, yeah, you want you, don't want to be talking about your mother like that. It's like, what? who the fuck chose that as like, they're like, yeah, can you just like, drool your fucking words like i get you're an alcoholic but he's like don't be talking that way he's he reminded me like if this were like an origin story of the popsicles guy from family guy he's like i got some popsicles in my basement <laughs> you know this is like i i don't watch family guys so i don't know okay well i i don't really watch it a whole lot either but i do know that one character and i was like I kept saying to myself, I got some popsicles down in my basement. <laughs> he tries to lure kids down to his basement with popsicles. That's his whole thing. He's like if, a if any guy was going to be the grabber of the compost, he seemed very much like a like a like grabber 2.0. Yeah. yeah. But he was good. I mean, he was just like, yeah, alcoholic. He was just like a redneck type of dad. He did sound a little grovelly, like, rrr, rrr, rrr. yeah, like, God, did he drink lava for breakfast or something? <laughs> He just had like wet soil in his mouth the entire time. <laughs> but he was good. I, I thought. I thought he. I think he sold the part well. I thought everyone sold it pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, the little girl, um, especially the stuff with her dad, and she's like screaming at him. And he's threatening to hit her with the belt. I mean, that was pretty raw and real. Yeah, it was nice to watch. I was kind of like, oh, uncomfortable watching that. Yeah. Um, I think the little girl was the star of the movie. I think she did the best out of everybody. Um, yeah, she well, was. yeah, and you know, could have done more. Even like it, it could have been. I almost kind of wish it was reverse. Yeah, and the girl got kidnapped because she was emoting a whole lot more. Yeah, Finney is um, a little uh, wooden as well. He's just kind of. You know what this movie gave me. Gave me gate vibes for some reason. What vibes? Gate, like the movie The Gate. Oh, the oh no, dude, the gate is so much better. How do you like, where do like you the get... tone? I don't know why. I, I I don't know why. The kid kind of looks like the kid with the glasses. Oh. Okay, I can, I can kind of see that, but holy shit, the gate rules. <laughs> I actually prefer the gate two over gate one, actually. Uh controversy. Hot take, hot take. Hot take. It's just when he's like melting inside the diner, I'm like, ooh, that's really grotesque. I love this. Yeah. And they I mean, go to like that other realm and stuff like that. Like that was super rad. Yeah. I mean, both good, great movies. You know? Solid movies. I Ghoulies 1 or 2. Yeah. Oh, um, oh shit. They're showing Ghoulies 2 at VHS Fest next weekend. Son of a bitch. Dude, are you going? I think I am. That doesn't sound confident. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later. Yeah, we'll still text it. I don't, I don't, I, yes, I want to say yes for the Saturday. Okay, well, hey, man, I'm going to be camping out there. I'm camping Friday and Saturday because I, you were in the hotel. I was, but dude, I, I looked at the prices and I was like, look, I love to camp. I have plenty of camping gear. I got tents, I got lights, I got everything. You're, down, you're from down south. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's how we do, baby. You ever been camping? Those dirt naps. Uh, no, I'm a prissy little boy. I like well, sleeping in pillow and sheets and comforters. 
Well, I wouldn't really call this camping. It's uh, sleeping in a tent in a field, you know? So it's surrounded by other people who are very noisy and probably going to be partying all night. Not my vibe. And I'm going to be one of them. Come stay in my tent, bro. I got a six per, <laughs> I got a six person tent. Like we can stand up in the tent and we'll, we'll fight it out over Halloween kills and malignant. All right. I'm that, you know, I'm, we're going to be yelling about that. <laughs> Holly texted me yesterday saying we need to get our tickets, so we just got to do that, and then I think we're good. I think we're good well, I, w- I will be heartbroken if you don't make it, my friend. But Yeah, I wish I would have planned for this a little more, but I'll tell you one of the reasons why I can't possibly go. It's work-related, but oh, well, I'm not going to say it on here. Is there a Beach Boys tribute band in town or something? There's a Queen tribute band playing, actually. Oh, man, the boomers are going to scorch their fucking cargo shorts for that one. Well, hell, they're all going to wear fake mustaches and everything. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, man. But so, I, I really I really want to go for the one day, so we're, we're definitely going to yeah. try to make it Saturday. Okay. We'll talk about it, though. But, <clears throat> yeah, hope you can make it. VHS Fest. Well, for anybody else listening, come to VHS Fest in Pennsylvania this weekend. It's going to be fun. Yeah, come and go and see Phil and tell him the Halloween kills is atrocious. Uh, don't do that, but you can you can come say what's up and be like, you know what, Phil, I agree with your opinion. Uh, <laughs> and say, fuck me for having terrible opinions. No, of course not. Hey, man, I pick apart Halloween kills as well. I don't think it's perfect, but perfect can we just do a – let's just do- – we God did. Every every episode we do can be about Halloween kills. I don't care. I, I man, you were really going for it on this one. You were like, God, oh more than any other one. And for the record, I have not mentioned a certain other movie once on this episode, and I'm not going to say the name of it. But you all know the one. And boy, the black phone makes that look like a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, so. I uh, I rewatched Halloween 2018, so I think it's time you rewatch that movie 2018 yeah I, re- I rewatched it like no what oh oh the movie that shall not be named act like you don't have down syndrome the movie that's like growing out of my the back of my head yeah that one <laughs> that's the one the fucking turd <laughs> you gotta rewatch it guarantee you oh Fuck, it was on HBO Max. Yeah, you should watch it. It's great. I was like, I can't, I can't bring myself to you know, do it. You know I what can't. I did for Halloween 2018? I found, I found like, I went on projectfreetv.com. Oh, I got shit. What is free, that? Some, like, movie website. You can watch things for free. I didn't feel All like right. $3.99 for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I fell asleep watching it. I just, It was just boring. But well, I rewatched it. I rewatched it. But you fell asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But you need to rewatch Malignant. I tried. I gave it a chance. All right. Well, I'm guessing you got a, a run over to your dad's. What's your dad's name? Rob. Rob Galliato. What's that? Roberto Francis Galliato. Holy shit, Roberto Francis Galliato. Not really Roberto, but you call him Roberto. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to shake your dad's hand and like give him a trophy for putting up with your shit. <laughs> he definitely deserves a couple of <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, Occasionally, he just looks over at me and he just goes like, why are you talking? So, You ever talk to your dad about horror movies? Yeah, all the time. He just doesn't listen. Like what's uh, I don't know what's his jam. Does he have anything, or does he just not give a shit? Uh, he he's like, let, I'll tell you what a scary movie is, Doug. Yeah, he saw The Exorcist in 1973 or whatever, and that was the last one like he ever watched. Uh, he's not a big movie person. He's like more like sports. He loves like me, me and me and him bond over like music and stuff like that mostly. That's cool. Uh, but he's like a big sports dude. Like he just like will scream at like any type of sporting event and scare the fuck out of you because he thinks he's the coach and he's fucking his hands get like blisters on it he's <laughs> weird so, stuff sounds like a cool dude we'll get him on the podcast sometime yeah sure he'd love it 
<laughs> he would be so lost with everything we're talking about. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer. So I guess we'll wrap this baby up. The black phone. Check it out if you haven't. Um, yes. Join look... the discussion in the comments. Yeah, please do. And like and subscribe. Gucci. Leave five stars. Um, if you love the movie, hey, I'm just talking shit. I'm really glad you loved it. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking shit. We're just a, a couple of guys talking shit. You know, if you want to see a couple of guys just shooting the shit and saying whatever, doing whatever, you come here. <laughs> you come here, all right? You come to us. You come yeah, to we'll, us we'll, we'll review Freddy Got Fingered next time. How about that? We keep well, talking about that. Come over <laughs> here and fuck me. Come on, Gordon. Come and fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that is a cinematic masterpiece, dude. Ironically, that we brought up Rip Torn in two separate movies today. Freddy Got Fingered and Dodgeball. Holy shit. Look at that. R.I.P. Rip Torn. Rip Torn was the best. R.I.P. Rip. Said Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. We're not hosting uh, intergalactic kegger. <laughs> yeah, it is an icon. Um, all right. Well, Doug, thanks for joining. Have have a lovely dinner, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you 